I please invite the youth to come up? I don't have any lollies to get, guys, so I'm really trusting that our friendship's going to pull us through on this one. Come on up, come on up, come on up, young people. Sit down. So we're going to have our youth um, bless you with communion this morning. They're going to distribute it out. They're, um, they're a good bunch, these lot. They're a good bunch. Thank you, music team. That was, that was really awesome. Thank you. Um, just got something that I've been reading and the Lord's really got me thinking about lately. So I want to share it with you guys. Um, in life, we go through many different seasons. We go through many different trials. We go through many different highs and lows. But the only thing that determines how we react to that is our viewing lenses. So when stuff happens, we have the opportunity to look through it through a place of fear or a place of faith. So I'll have you know that I um, had to send my husband in to buy these. Came up. This is what happens when we look through the eyes of faith. These are my faith glasses. These are, these are the lenses of fear. Oh, I think these ones suit me better. So I want to read to you a passage. I'm going to take these off. It's too dark. I'm going to read a passage, um, the story of the ten spies and Joshua and Caleb. We all know this story. Yep. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so it all started with Moses and a promise. I'm not going to read the whole story. It's a long one. It's a good one. Get stuck in. Um, Exodus 3.8, the burning bush. It says, So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land that is overflowing with milk and honey. Um, I'll just stop it there. Overflowing with milk and honey. So that's the promise, okay? That's the promise. That's the promise that Moses, the whole nation of Israel, has been holding on to. I'm going to fast forward um, to, let's go with Deuteronomy. You'll find this in Numbers and Deuteronomy. Same story. Just a quick back view. Deuteronomy is um, Moses' account. That's why I really, really like it. And it comes to, they've, they've seen all the, uh, the plagues, the hand of God, moved them through the land of Egypt, and now they're at the promised land. They have a choice whether to enter or to not to. So I'm going to be reading from Exodus, Deuteronomy 1.22. Here we go. So this is Moses. And every one of you came near to me and said, let us send forth men before us and let them search out the land for us and bring back the word to us of which way we should go up and to the cities which we should come. The plan pleased me well, so I took 12 men, one from each man of the tribe, and they departed and went up into the mountains and came to the valley of Eshkol and spied it out. Okay. So now we've got the spies in the land for 40 days. Everyone remembers the report, the 10. What lens were they looking through? 
Okay, so the 10 spies, they came through. Now, you've got to remember, they had the same promise, the milk and honey, same promise. They saw the same things. They saw the same giants. They saw the massive grapes. They saw the prosperity of the land. So why, 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 why was Caleb and Joshua's different? Why was their report different? Different lenses. Different lenses. They saw through the lens of faith, through the lens of faith. Lens of faith. So I'm going to go to Numbers 30, 13, 30. This is Caleb's report. If you ever feel yourself down in a bit of a low, just read this. It's like a little shot of adrenaline. It is, it is something special, this verse. Uh, so we're going to go to Numbers 13, 27. Oh, here we go. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are able to overcome it. We are able, we are able, we are able to overcome it. That is the declaration of faith. That is despite the giants, that is despite the opposition, I am choosing to stand on God's word and God's promise, despite what my whole nation is saying. Israel wanted to stone him. Yeah, you have friends that you feel like you're standing on a promise and you know you get so excited about the promise so you decide to tell everyone and they start throwing stones? Caleb felt it. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. You're in good hands. Alrighty. So because of Caleb and Joshua's report, the Lord acknowledged the faithfulness. And I want to read to you, fast forward into Joshua, um, that whole generation, the Lord couldn't use that faithless generation, so they had to wait till it died out. Um, but Joshua and Caleb, they were a wee bit on the older side of life by this stage, but nonetheless less zealous because they've invaded the land now. We had the walls of Jericho, Joshua marching around. Um, there were still territories that the Lord had yet to give them to conquer. Mount Hebron. I love this. I love this so much. Mount Hebron, so that was the last of the giants, the last of the Goliaths, the last of the Nephilim. And um, Caleb, Caleb said to Joshua, 14, 12, this was it. This was the terrible place. This was the scary place where the spies had went in 40 years earlier. And Caleb had said, now therefore give me this mountain, of which the Lord in that day, for you heard that day how the Anakim were, And the cities were great and fortified, that it may be the Lord will be with me, and I shall drive them out, as the Lord said. So 40 years later, Caleb is like well into his 80s now, and he's like, give me that mountain for my inheritance. 40 years earlier, I scouted this land. 40 years earlier, I saw the giants. And 40 years later, I'm still going to take down these giants to prove to you that my God is faithful, to prove to you that my God has strength, that my God has power, and he's still in the miracle-working business. And Caleb did. Now, what is so significant about this mountain? This is, I'm putting my glasses on for this one. So what is so significant about this mountain? So this is the mountain that Abraham allegedly, it's a bit of controversial, but I love it. Um, Abraham had years earlier gone up this mountain, Mount Moriah, to offer Isaac as a sacrifice on. Okay, so Caleb wanted that mountain. He wanted that mountain. Now, there's a bit of lost in translation between the Hebrew and the Arabic, but it's believed that that is the mountain of Golgotha, the mountain of skull where Jesus was hung on the cross. Caleb wanted that mountain. He had the eyes of faith. Everyone was looking through the lenses of fear. There were so many younger guns out there, so many warriors that could have taken that mountain, but 80-year-old Caleb was like, give me, give me. 
So as um, you take communion this morning, we're going to pray. I want to encourage you, no matter what you're facing, you have, we have gone through an extraordinary amount of events in just this past 12 months alone. We have the opportunity to look at it through a fear-based perspective or we have an opportunity to look at it through a faith-based perspective. I want to encourage you to look through the eyes of faith. Alrighty, so if you can just bow your heads and close your eyes, we'll just pray. God, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for the faith of Caleb and Joshua. I thank you, Father, that you have still instilled that faith into us, Father. Lord, I pray for the courage, Lord, and the strength to stand upon your word, Lord, even when we can't see it with our eyes and circumstances. Don't look the best for us, Father. We choose, Lord. We fight our flesh, Father. We let it die every day. Everything within us wants to give up, Lord. But we choose to stand on your word. We choose to stand on your promise. We choose to take hold of what you have given us and what you have promised us in this season, Father. I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice, your body that was broken so ours could be restored. I thank you that your blood was shed so we could become part of your family, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I've done things a wee bit back the front this morning. Is Ruth here this morning? Ruth? Come on, Ruth. I honestly thought you weren't going to show up today. <laughs> um, this is, if you have a testimony from the past week, the Lord has moved in your life, you have something you'd like to share, please encourage us. We do have to keep it short. Tim has told me I have to rip the microphone out of your hands if you take too long. But I was talking to Ruth yesterday and she just blew me away and I thought, no, you have to share this. So thanks for coming. Hello everyone. Um, <laughs> I have um, the amazing privilege of going in and sharing the gospel message with uh, men in a prison. Uh, yeah. So I have the amazing privilege of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with the men in the prison. And I just wanted to um, share a couple of things that um, God's been doing. There's a guy, one guy there that um, he wanted to know all about Jesus. His sister's a Christian and he wanted a, um, his sister wasn't communicating with him and wasn't talking to him and he wanted a, a verse from the Bible to say that she should have to forgive him for things that have, um, have obviously happened between them. And I shared the gospel message with him and I said, instead of giving verses, let's pray about it. And we prayed and a couple of weeks ago, he said to me, you wouldn't believe what's happened, but um, God gave my sister a vision and she's communicating with me again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy, he actually gave his heart to the Lord um, with some of the prisoners who have a Bible study in there. So he is just like, he said, you wouldn't believe how changed I am. He said, I used to be a really angry man. And it's just completely changed my life. 
and he said that um, one of the guys uh, in the unit, he gave him a Andrew Womack book because his father's not well and he is actually has uh, pneumonia, he's in hospital. And he said, so I've been speaking to that pneumonia and commanding it to go in Jesus' name. And his, his father's improving. And so this is like brand new Christians already knowing their authority in Jesus. That's very awesome, mate. Um, then there's one guy, I'll just, this is the last one. Um, he uh, spoke to me, had some really um, demonic stuff going on in his life that he wanted to be set free from. His family had been involved very seriously with uh, Freemasonry. And I said that the Lord Jesus has defeated the works of Satan. And um, he was having a lot of demonic dreams and things that were happening at night. And we prayed and he renounced that and broke that off his life. And he has peaceful sleeps in Jesus' name. So I just want to encourage you because, like, just step out. There are so many people that haven't heard the gospel. And we've been told Jesus said, freely, freely you have received. Freely, freely give. awesome is that has anyone else got a short testimony they'd like to share yeah i just want to praise the lord when i'm here um i've been uh, stricken down more i've been on the bed more than i've been off the bed in these um come many weeks many things have come against me but even this week a few days ago um it came to me that no, i could smell death in my body but it's a lie from the enemy, and um, as much as Friday afternoon, um, I shouldn't have been driving, but I did. And I had the um, sisters that gathered around me, and they prayed, and the pain in my back um, went, and my head was still, you know, later on I prayed again, and that all went, and I praise the Lord that I'm healed. And, um, yeah, I want to give glory to him that um, by his stripes I'm healed, and give Jesus the glory. Um, that he's honoured this day because um, we speak the name of Jesus over every enemy. Praise. I'm just going to dob my mum in really, really quickly. <laughs> you, you've been sitting on a bit of a gold mine that you haven't shared. Come on. Come on. Well, um, Ruth was telling me about the man who was messing with his sister. God is uh, working in uh, families, I believe, of recent. We love family, huh? We love family, we love family, we love family. <laughs> I didn't, I, I grew up in a, a Catholic home. Uh, uh, went through Catholic schools, didn't come to know Jesus till I was 20, really. Um, so my family was not, uh, not like how I brought up my family. Um, and my brother uh, did not like the fact that I came to Jesus. And uh, uh, we, we were Australian, well, I haven't spoken to him for a long, long time, uh, short story, short story uh, about, tw- uh, about 15, about 15, 20 years. Um, things happen with my father. Don't take sides. Just don't take sides. That's wisdom. Um, but anyway, I uh, just kept praying. Just kept praying for him and uh, kept reaching out to him. My father passed and it was still bad, bad, bad. Just kept reaching out to him and then he picked up the phone about a year ago. Picked up the phone and we started talking 
and he's asking me questions about the Lord. I'm telling him about heaven, telling him about miracles. And he's saying, why didn't anybody tell me this? And I said, I tried. No, I didn't say that. I said, well, you know, don't think you're in a place. But anyway, maybe I was a bit strong. But anyway, uh, so my brother, I believe, is actually saved, on the verge of being saved. And um, there are turnarounds now I am seeing. So keep your family in your prayers. They will come. They will come. They will be begging you, pray for me in Jesus' name. So that's a good one.